The Wedding Thinners Podcast. Listen to our podcast. The buffet's closed. We're smaller clothes. Okay, hello once again. This is the Wedding Thinners Podcast. Uh, I think we're now on episode something or other. Four. Uh, eight, episode eight. Thank All you, Adam. Eight? No, not yeah. four, no. <laughs> See, we're kind of recording. I've missed a lot. You have missed a lot. There are way <laughs> yeah. more to go. You need to get back on there and listen. Sorry. In fact, you might as well just leave the studio and go, go do your, go do get, your research. Go and get wet again. <laughs> yeah. Um, joining us in the studio uh, today, we have Liam Jackson once again. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. And Liam is here today. He's a bit of a sort of guest presenter. Um, so he's coming on board to have a chat with the, uh, the guys that are joining us as well. Uh, also joining us as guests today in the studio, we've got Mike Bridgefield. Say Hello. hi, Mike. Hello. Um, we've got um, virtually um, in... Well, not in Lisbon, but near Lisbon. And forgive me, because I've forgotten exactly the name of the place. We've got Mikey Broomfield. Um, say hi, Mike. Mikey. Hello there. Bonjour. Bonjour. There he is right there. Yeah, there um, you go, yeah. And also joining us uh, virtually, we have Lawrence. Lawrence, I've actually forgotten your surname. Palfreyman. Palfreyman. There we go. Lawrence Palfreyman, who is yeah, that's a... Yeah, you for a minute. <laughs> ...who's a clinical psychologist who's joining us today. So basically, uh, we're all in some sort of group therapy um, so I've tricked you all. You're, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> We've been and studied. You ha- yeah, literally, there's cameras everywhere. Do I have to pay? Yeah, uh, uh... We'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's basically, for every minute you're on there virtually, it's like a premium call, Mikey. So we're getting paid, don't worry. It's all good. Um, what about if I... <laughs> what's that? <laughs> what about if I mute myself? Does it still count? Yeah, still does. And yeah, what you sorry, don't realise is even when you think you've disconnected, you're still connected. So thank you in advance. <laughs> yeah, you've paying... just paid a premium subscription for life. <laughs> for all the musicians who don't have any jobs at the moment. Um, and also, we are we are absolutely grateful to be back at Beach Sound Studios. Adam is uh, at the desk doing his thing. Say hi, Adam. Hello. He's there doing his beautiful thing as well. Uh, so we've got uh, two in the studio, two virtually, and yeah, we're just here to have a bit of a chat, really. Um, so if it's uh, cool with you, I'd like to start um, with you, Mike, joining us in the studio. Hello. Mike, just tell us briefly a little bit about yourself, um, your your journey, if you like, and how you've got to the point you're at at the moment. Uh, and then I'll introduce the other guys and we'll just get going. Right, Mike, I'm 55 years young. I'm a part-time personal trainer, having semi-retired early on in the year. And the rest of the time I just spent on my piano because I'm a very keen classical pianist. My journey really started when I was about 50, when I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. The cycling wasn't going very well. I couldn't climb up mountains. And then you get the, you know, you start to get warnings from the doctor, you know, blood pressure. I've had pills for that, pills for obesity, pills for this. And I said, no, I've got to do something about this. So... That's, that, where, that, that's when I started. Yeah, and that's so you're, where you're at now is is a is a huge contrast to where you started from. I understand. It, at my heaviest, I was almost 22 stone. That was the heaviest I ever actually registered on a. Oh. But I'm, I might have been worse than that at some other time. <laughs> <laughs> and where are you at now? I'm I'm dead on 15. I mean, I did get down to the 13 and a half stone, but then I did look a little bit scrawny. I had massive loose skin issues, which still don't really want to go away. And then I decided, I said to my personal trainer, because I had one myself, as you know, and I said, I want my muscles back. So that yeah. was the second half of the journey was starting to build up again. So I'm just, I'm hovering around the 15 stone mark. That's great. Well but done. I rarely wear myself, weigh myself. Yeah, okay, cool. Mm. And it, it might be worth pointing out at this time that you and I actually share, like, I don't I don't know whether you still work with me, but... Every have, now and again, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> you and I have the same personal trainer. We And it's funny because we both said, oh yeah, we work with May, and we both went, she's mad. She's mad. Yeah, and um, May joined us um, episode four uh, with Liam, actually. So, she did. Yeah, she it's had a lot to say, didn't quite she? quite funny that... The thing that happened with May when I was last here was when I turned up, she went, oh, you're Liam. I've seen you at Bulks. Uh-huh. 
I just said to Mike, I went, pretty sure I saw you at Bolks a couple of weeks oh, really? ago. And he went, yeah, oh, yeah. you did. <laughs> That's mad. Okay. So this is pretty cool. So Bolks are getting another mention. I think there's like four four podcasts in a row for Bolks. So, I think um, we, need to start, we need to start getting some merch off them. Absolutely. I'm going to hit them up. I want one of those T-shirts. I want one of the, uh, like the, the incredible sleeveless, no, the sleeveless ones, the okay. sleeveless hoodie things. Okay, cool. Well, so I think I'm going to tap them. Tap them up. Yeah, come yeah. on. Okay. Come on, guys. Say Bolks one more time. I reckon you get two. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, thank you for that, Mike. And so, Mikey... Um, Joining us virtually, I quite like. I, I really shouldn't really have booked two people uh, called Mikey. Um, I'm, although, thankfully, we're calling you Mike. I'm generally you? Mike. Generally. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Uh, Mikey. Although I generally uh, go by Mikey. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty handy, I suppose. Mikey, uh, just tell us a little bit about how you, you know, your journey, where you've been, where you're at now. Because I know I, I've known you for years, mate, and you've lost another, you know, huge amount of weight. Tell us where you were at, mate, just briefly. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like you say, so I've known you for years, when I used to live with your brother. Um, that was probably, I mean, I was big for a long time, but ever since childhood. Um, nothing ever stuck for me, you know, um, diets or the, the stick or the, the carrot. Nothing ever worked, like trying to go to doctors and stuff years ago. And then about four years ago, my parents joined a local gym. I joined up with them, and then it sort of all snowballed from there. So first it was joining the gym. Right. And then about a few weeks later, I was looking up on Reddit about uh, weight loss and downloaded uh, an app, uh, MyFitnessPal, and then just started religiously tracking everything I ate and drank. Um, And also it sort of coincided with some friends doing um, the Three Peaks Challenge Right, okay. And I said I would do the driving. They were going to do the three mountains, but I decided that I wanted to do the last mountain with them. And at my state I was in, um, there was no chance of me Which one doing did you do last? It. So I, I did it. I um, started losing weight and tracking everything. And then I went from about 20 stone at my heaviest, uh, probably now down to about, uh, I think, 11 and a half. Wow. Roughly. That's great. Ooh. The transformation. So, uh, yeah, it was 125 well. kilos. Wow. Yeah. Really good. Sorry, Mike. Mike asked you a question, Mike. I don't think you heard him as he said. I just oh, wonder which, which mountain he did last, which was the one he did. Yeah. Uh, we, well, we did um, Ben Nevis is Scotland, isn't it? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. So we started at Ben Nevis. I didn't do that. I did um, Snowden. Wow. Very That's good. the one that yeah, almost and... yeah, killed me when I was heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so you got... we went there. Short, sharp way up, I think. Right. Was that some sort of lift? That's probably <laughs> what I'd like. The train. Donkey. Donkey for Tom, down the please. Of the mountain. <laughs> and that's great. So you, you lost um, you lost a load of weight in preparation for that, or you sort of were well, on, your, on um, your way? Or? On my way, because right. um, at the time, so I started in England, and then I was in sort of between there and Brazil, so my wife's Brazilian, and all I had in my house was a stairwell. So I um, did like 60 flights three times a week, maybe, Wow! to try and sort of get prepared because my wife didn't really, uh, she didn't want me going out and intermingling with the locals because of me being so obviously English. Oh, really? Being the palest man in our town, yeah, by far, because we were living outside outside in Rio, so it was very obvious that I was not from there. So I, um, I worked with what I had. So, which was a stairwell. And would that have been a problem that you're, you know, an Englishman in Rio? Um, perhaps in that part, yes. Oh, really? Okay, um, all right. 
very yeah i mean the crime rate has has gone through the roof there right i guess it would have done me good to run a bit faster and see if I could <laughs> run away, but well, that's, that's real training but mate that's i've got to training. say this at this moment in time <laughs> yes, I mean, exactly. you, you'd have gone out there and just said look i'm from midway you could have like literally i mean you could run i'm not real... sure i'm not sure oh, the yeah, midway exactly. name carries yeah. that far <laughs> really i think it would mm, no i don't I think, think so chatham probably would yeah I re- well no i think so <laughs> well, well they, they might be aware of gillingham football club I'm there you go brazilian football there's a there country there in years. yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like an argentinian recently oh, okay there we go. all right well that's great so you yeah. you've you've made some massive progress there uh and uh, I, I don't know where you're at now whether it's you know whether you're happy where you are whether there's still a little bit of work to do but i mean um, just to look at you mate you're your your start point and your end point is just the dramatic loss. It's, it's unbelievable, yeah. and you look Eight so and different. Mate. You look so good. Yeah, really good. I know. I was looking at um, so it's a friend's birthday today, and I was just like browsing through old photos, and then there's ones of me from four or five years ago. Yeah, and yeah, I just wasn't intentionally looking for it, but knew we were doing this today and such. Yeah, it's still hard to believe, and it's not something I keep looking at to go back to sort of remind myself where I was. Yeah, but. You know, I, I was there. I, I try not to beat myself oh, well up done. about it. Well done to both of the mics and Mikey's. Yeah, room. I think Mike, you look amazing as well. And like actually, well. there's, there's some ca- comparison, because I know, Mikey, you, you've done a lot of cycling as well, haven't you? So when I yes. was looking at my guest list for today, I was like, oh, okay, I've got Mikey Broomfield and I've got Mike Bridgefield, both MBs. Okay, fine. Okay, both like cycling. Okay, yeah, fine. Both pretty much lost half, you know, nearly half their body weight. Okay, and the comparisons are only now <laughs> that one just lives near Lisbon and one lives, you know, near Gravesend. Gravesend. So yeah. that's, that's good. At least we've got that difference in the room. Um, and Lawrence, yeah. so just tell us, Lawrence, uh, just tell us a little bit about you. What do you do? Because um, you're sort of here as the uh, as the sort of health expert or mental health <laughs> expert today. So just tell us a little bit about your your background. Um, and of course, if there's any fitness things you want to include as well, feel free. So, what tell us a bit about yourself, mate? Sure. So um, I mainly work in the in the NHS as a as a clinical psychologist there. Um, one of the, one of the main roles that I have is with a hospital uh, in, in central London, and I work in the uh, adult diabetes team. <clears throat> so I work with um, people that are struggling to, to, to live with diabetes and they want to make changes. Perhaps it's changes to their fitness or their, their eating habits or, or how they manage their diabetes. Um, and my, my role really is just to help people work out where they are at the moment, sort of, you know, how things are affecting them at the moment um, and then think together about kind of where they want to get to and 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 how they might are you there Lawrence might how they might get there kind of thinking about them and what things might be getting in the way uh, that's that's kind of broadly how I sort of think about think about my role okay cool. um, and then in terms in terms of um, yeah in terms of my own sort of fitness journey I'm, I'm sort of very lucky in that I've I've never kind of struggled with with high weight um, but kind of you know you know, gone through phases of, you know, trying to sort of hit the gym and achieve certain kind of body image goals and all that sort of thing mm. and to, to varying levels of satisfaction and dissatisfaction, I'd say. Yeah. I wonder where those body image things come from, though. So, like, because, of course, often we're presented with what could be conceived as the, you know, uh, the perfect image. So what, like, what for you constitutes the perfect body image? Like, what, how is it you're unhappy with your body, do you think? What are you trying to achieve? I think it's just that we're, I think it's a lot about like what's on the media of like, yeah. you know, what a, what a good body looks like and kind of what, you know, what healthy looks like. And there's the way we're kind of faced with one particular type of body image that's, you know, like 
muscular, uh, very low body fat, and then that's kind of portrayed as sort of healthy or desirable. Mm. Um, and uh, and really, the the truth is that that you know, there's that's not necessarily what being healthy is or yeah, being sure. kind of satisfied well, along that, with that, right? What's that? There's health risks that go Absolutely, along with that. Absolutely, yeah. And there's that. Yeah. There's the um, documentary that was released recently with um, Freddie Flintoff on the BBC. Uh, iPlayer is where I watched it, and um, and I think there was a point within it where he was talking about BMI, and you know Freddie Flintoff, fit guy, he's obviously struggling a little bit at the moment with bulimia. He's you know got some difficulties there, but he's he, had that for years. He has had that. He's had, that, he's had, he he had saying, that his whole cricket career. Exactly, but he was saying that even though he is fit, he's healthy, his BMI is still cl- um, classing him as obese. It's, mm. uh, so, so is mine. BM, right. my, BMI, my BMI is, is thirty-one. Yeah. It's just wrong, isn't it? Arnold Schwarzenegger, at the height of his powers, was 32. And some people call it the baloney mass index and right. sort of go along with that. Is yeah. there a better thing that they should be looking at, though? Yeah, measure your waist. Right, OK. That so really is, for, for me, it's the only important thing because if, if your waist is large, and for most men, if it's over 40, that gives a sign of some kind of visceral fat. And as the, I'm sure the diabetes gentleman will tell you, that's where you start to get problems because it's metabolically, it's alive. So your most important measurement is your waist. Is your waist, OK. Well, that's good. My waist size is going down. Mine is totally... <laughs> I've done another notch this week. Oh, well, I've had to add another notch on my belt. I think I've said this before. Right. I had to buy a little It's not a competition. Thing. Oh, yes, no, I'm, I'm sharing my pride in myself. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to you buy another me. belt, so yeah, you just yeah. gradually... And it keeps yeah, it. my belts have all got holes. Have they? <laughs> You've got excess... Yeah, I cut like... belts off. Really? Yeah, see, unfortunately, yeah. I did the thing where I lost quite a bit of weight, so I bought a new belt. You don't fear. do that. And then... Chucked all the others away. Then I literally... Burnt them. And clothes as well. There's a reason that I wear probably two outfits a week, and that's it. Right. It's because I threw everything away. Like, I've slimmed down, I'm looking great. And then, uh, then I put it all back on. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I've gone through like two lots of. I think I bought once I sort of you know gone through like a quite a big dip. I bought a whole new lot of clothes, and then I wasn't quite done. I went from double XL or you know like triple XL in some cases down to like a XL or a large. So I bought a whole load of stuff, and wow. then ended up char- charity shopping that as well. Well, it's good for the charity shops. That's, Absolutely. If, if we're doing it for anything. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my thing. I want, yeah, we're doing it for I them. I wanted to give it to them. My, my wife had plenty of new 90s, is what she had. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've kind of been, mainly because uh, I was like, oh, I might put it all back on. So I was a bit more cautious. Um, so I haven't bought any new trousers for ages. Like I always seem to wear the same jeans. But it's actually, the jeans I'm wearing today are new. And they are the smallest size that I've had in about, seven years and Mate, that's it, amazing it's, I'm so happy with that and it got to a point though where even my work trousers they're the next thing to upgrade my work trousers I look like I'm wearing clown trousers now it's, my wife said to me oh, they'd, you, they'd look silly they're really, <laughs> they're really bulky around it's the an five. expensive thing but it's it's the Best investment I think you can make. Sort I think of invest so. in yourself. Yeah. I, mean, I would throw away the old ones as well. Oh, I have. It, 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 yeah, that's yeah, a good thing yeah. to do. That, 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 that. And that's very um, therapeutic, I think, yes. in itself. So yeah, I can honestly say I never felt better than. Uh, oh, I keep doing it. Move um, closer to the mic. I have never felt better than uh, than being able to put on a pair of actual skinny jeans. Nice. So yeah, was... I did that. I bought some from Next. It's like, fuck, 
oh my god, I've got skinny jeans. Yeah, that is, <laughs> is the greatest, greatest feeling. And when I started wearing just large T-shirts, nothing with an X in front of it, oh. was like this is the greatest day of my life. I'm looking forward to that. My thing is, I'd really love to buy some clothes from a shop, <laughs> from um, an actual, you know, not, like as to not yeah. to have to rely on a courier to you know, <laughs> two guys to bring it along the street. You know, out of a big John Lewis yeah, fan. Yeah, load of bringing clothes. <laughs> yeah, forklift truck. Um, so one day that will happen. <laughs> it will. I, I I'm, I'm what, getting there as well. Yeah, I'm not being self-conscious. No, it makes a massive difference because I travel a lot for work, and my suitcase has a lot more room in it because the clothes are a lot smaller. Right, that's great. It's you know like you 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 lose weight and then it sort of you notice all these different little things. In ways that you didn't expect. Yeah, and I think it's important to try and see those successes as often as you can. Hundred well. percent. Yeah, that's something I've learned. I must see some successes, otherwise it's pointless doing it, isn't it? They're the, they're the little enjoyable bits. 100%. So Lawrence, that's what you, helps. Lawrence, you've heard us talk. Um, yeah. What, what what's wrong with us? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! How okay. have we got? Uh, well, we've got until one when the next session starts. So uh, over to you. <laughs> where does it? But Lawrence, seriously, like for a minute, where does it? I mean, from your experience, let's, you know, let's talk about what the, maybe the common, I don't know, are there any common reasons? I know that everybody's likely to be very, very different. But what I've learned certainly on the, throughout the whole process is that actually on discussing um, the things that, you know, I'd been struggling with, I found that there were a lot of people who also had very similar struggles, albeit maybe not exactly the same, but, you know, Liam, you know, we've discussed before, yeah. Liam, haven't we, you know, and, and actually me conversing with you and then you going, oh, yeah, I do exactly the same thing. That was a real eye-opener. So, like, from your experience, like, what, what maybe, are there any common traits? Are there any things maybe that, you know, we could try to do differently? Uh, what is it about, you know, somebody like us? <laughs> I know that's generalising, but do the best you can with it. <laughs> right, I think it's, you know... I think, I think um, that, that's, like, quite a complex answer because there's multiple, multiple factors that influence our behaviours and like what kind of happens to us yeah so in terms of something like body weight it's massively influenced by um, a lot of things that we don't necessarily have direct control over like our environment so you know if we've got um, high calorie food that's within easy reach we don't necessarily have control over that and that can be like you know difficult to resist the same with things like opportunities to exercise you know if like we can only get in our cars and drive somewhere then we miss out on opportunities to mm. to walk or cycle or things like that um but then also there's maybe more kind of uh, individual differences as well. So for some people, it might be that uh, food or eating is a way of coping with, you know, difficult thoughts or feelings that they struggle with. Um, it's also kind of cultural as well. So for a lot of us, you know, food serves an important part of, you know, our family traditions or our cultural traditions. Um and so, yeah, it's it's. I just think it's really sort of varied. I mean, it's it's interesting that when when some of you've been talking about what enabled you to make some really difficult changes in your lives to kind of get to where you wanted to be, it's like you tapped into things that were important to you as individuals. So you kind of like wanted to do things with your friends that you weren't able to do before. Mm. Um, and I think I think tapping into those kind of values are much more important than you know telling people that they should lose weight yeah. because it you know, it's risks be a heart disease or whatever. 
it, it almost like even though there are you know obviously severe health risks associated with um, uh, being a high weight, it doesn't sometimes ring true. I don't think for me, like it's like yeah, I'll do it at some point. But like the second that my children were born, in my head I was like, I really want to go on a roller coaster with my children when I get yeah. to that point. When we get to that point, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. I- I'm, yeah. I'm quite lucky uh, in the fact of when we went out to we went I, I went with the family to Florida two years ago, um, and I didn't struggle. There were a couple of close calls. I won the rides. On a, putting on a ride. Yeah. There was a couple of close calls with a lap bar where breathing and they they come round and check and they slam it down and it clicked and I'm like yeah I'm not coming That's out. That's just of my this. vertebrae. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that whole the whole thing of of wanting to do things. Um, and, and that being the push, I think is, I think it's great and all, but I, I found I didn't find that it kept me on the line. Yeah, I it would a couple of weeks and I'd I'd be off again and it would you know oh, I really. I guess McDonald's that's where the difference is between us all though. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, because every time I see my kids, it's my almost like my my sort of reminder of okay, this is why I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that still doesn't stop me from time to time eating the wrong stuff, and you know, but that, that's because we're human, isn't it? Yes, so, absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. And um, would you say, Lawrence, that you know, are there any? If somebody's really struggling, what would you be? I mean, I know it's down to individual circumstance, but how can someone sort of almost reset? <laughs> and like, what, what would you suggest to somebody to? Let's say they're really insecure in their head, they're really struggling mentally, you know, with regards to trying to get on that road. Um, and what would you be saying to them? I know it might be really tough to, to sort of come up with an answer, bearing in mind it's not about one person that's sitting in front of you, but what would be a, a, a really good starting point for most people, do you think? Ooh, I, I, think, I think a lot of my work is about helping someone to spot what kind of unhelpful patterns of behaviour that they're in. So it might be that some, some, sometimes I work with people say in diabetes where it's like a similar thing of like making these big behavior changes and then sticking to them sometimes people get into particular cycles of sort of boom and bust you know they like really really try for a bit and then they get frustrated and then they get despondent and they give up and then they beat themselves up over it and it gets worse and then they maybe they use food it. as a way of making themselves mm. feel better yeah um yeah. so i think it's about helping people to just be aware of the kind of patterns that they find themselves in and then sort of seeing what small changes can be done to to kind of get out of that maybe like if they're feeling really frustrated or bored with making a change maybe it's about like connecting them to other people that are in a similar circumstance and they kind of realize that they're not they're not alone with it which i suppose rings true to the idea of us all talking about it like you know and this you know this podcast predominantly being about the idea of chat you know just chat about it you know it doesn't fix it ultimately but it does put you in a you know potentially a you know, a team of people who are experiencing it as well. So that's it's kind of that problem. Yeah. Problem shared problem is shared. a problem halved. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The Go common on, the yeah. common problem that uh, has come out of my studies and the people that I've dealt with that a large large percentage of people that are obese have got too much insulin in their bodies, and that's literally insulin is, is a fat storage hormone that takes the energy and it stores, so this is it, stores it in pe- your fat cells. People's bodies are just different. Yes. Okay. And then if, as I said, a lot of the problem to do with obesity, again, is leptin resistance. Leptin is a hormone that was discovered, I think, in 1994, and it's supposed to communicate from the fat cells and tell your hypothalamus in your brain and say, look, we're full, you don't need to eat anymore. Mm. But we now know that high insulin levels actually block that signal. Right. 
So your brain still thinks, even though you've just eaten and you're full up, your brain still thinks that you're starving. So, so that then produces more. even more hormones yeah. to make you hungry, mm. and then that produces more insulin, and you're on this horrific biochemical cycle. And it is just about impossible in the long term to burn body fat if your insulin level is, mm. is high. Mm. And that has to come did, down. Did I read, or maybe I'm wrong here, did I read that you had, was it an issue you had with diabetes as well? Or? I, I, was, I was pre-diabetic. What does that mean? Sorry. It, it's, just, it's just a number whether you're diabetic. I, I, was, I had a high fasted blood glucose level. So you were sort of on your, on your way to I becoming... was well onto the route of it. And because of that, I had, you know, huge amounts of insulin floating around. And I had the typical, you know, problems associated with yeah. that. I, I, ne- I never had any energy. I was always hungry. And that's that. That's leptin resistance. Mm. And what? Sorry. What? No, on, what mate. did you do to what? What's the combat for that? What is the? So how do you reduce? How the would leptin. you reduce the? Well, the mainly the, modern diets. When you look at people's diets, and most of the work that I've done so far looks at diets, it hasn't got enough fibre in it. Most fi- fast food could be. You could rename it, and you could call it fibreless food. Mm. And the reason that fibre is so important is that when you eat it, it pr- produces this lovely little lattice work between the food and your intestines. Yeah, and it stops sugar rushes. Right. It, it mitigates the harmful effects of the sugar, so you don't get an insulin rush. Yeah. And when with the fructose, which is the fruit part of the sugar, which is the real baddie, according to some people, it lowers the rate of flux to the oh, liver. Wow. So your liver's not stressed, so your pancreas doesn't produce any more insulin, right. and, and it can and break I guess that circle. That, that's why, I mean, Richie and I are both... Um, Richie's one of the other presenters who's uh, not quite here, not ready to be with us just yet, working hard as ever. But... Um, we go to Slimming World, uh, and we and I think both of us have found that really useful just to sit in a room and again, like Lawrence has said, have something in common with a lot of people, and it kind of again lends itself to the idea of just hearing other people saying similar things. But one of the things they say is that you should have a third of your plate should be speed food, which is like the fibrous vegetables. Yes, and yeah. you know, and, and there was a brilliant um, uh, the late uh, Lorraine who does our our. our um, our group she she had an amazing uh, practical demonstration where she filled this jug full of golf balls and she's like this is your protein this is the stuff that's going to keep you full up and then she got some sand and she this is your speed food and she filled it up and she said that's filling all those little gaps it's very similar to what you've said mm. you know it's protecting you it's helping you to feel completely nourished completely full well you've got 22 foot of intestines that your food needs to go through before that is gross, it, be- before, it? It, before it activates to know yeah. that is disgusting <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, before it <laughs> activates the lovely little peptides which tell you that you're full. Oh. But fibre just wheezes it all through very, very right. nicely. Wow. Well, listen, um, we are learning an awful lot. Thank you, Mike. Well, I, I read a story yeah. about a group of weird it's, people and they sort of like go around the planet <laughs> hunting for Neanderthal turds. For what? For the Neanderthal turds. Right. So then they can tell from looking at 55,000-year-old faeces what people ate wow. in those days. And we know that they ate about 100 grams of fibre a day. Right. And we eat, on average, about 12. So that's down to how, you know, how we're programmed, if you like, to eat now, isn't it? And our, yeah. our whole... It's in, it's or what's as the gentleman the food, said, it? it's about your environment. It, yeah. It's what's actually yeah, okay. available. And again, t- and, and education. Mm. That came up in a, in a podcast a couple of weeks ago. You know, the whole fact that is, um, that is very true, I think, is that actually from an early age, you're taught to eat you know, obviously, and your parents will feed you, um, but you're not necessarily taught about the nutritional value of the food that you're eating. No, I think um, it's more important. It should, it should be in school, shouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and it is in schools to some extent, 
And you know, schools get yeah. you know, they, they, schools get often you know given every job under the sun. You know, teach your children yeah, how so. to use a knife. Oh, yeah. You know, so there is only so far that they can go. But I, you know, I think there is an argument for it being possibly something that should be more. Uh, you know, more focused upon within schools. So, oh, I'm no, off no, to so. buy some bran flakes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Get a bit of fiber in you, baby. <laughs> just going to just do it Fruit the bran flakes. Don't worry about the bran flakes. The bran unless, flakes. They're sponsoring, yeah, unless they're sponsoring the wedding thinners, sponsored by bran flakes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it has quite the ring to it just yet, does it? <laughs> I don't know. I'd take free bran flakes. <laughs> just bear that mind. So you're after a hoodie and some free bran flakes from today. I don't think I'm after a lot. I don't <laughs> think that's a lot much. to be asking for. Um, okay, great. Um, so, Mikey... Um, I'm interested to know a little bit more about your, and it's a recurring theme question, if you like, but your your relationship with food when you were, you know, when you were at your heaviest um, and when yeah. you were in those years. I always remember that you were the whoops king in Asda's. I always remember that because my brother used to... Absolutely. You were the, you, yeah. You'd get huge amounts of joy going to Asda's and just be like, whoop, I found loads of whoops stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, one your, night, your brother and I... What's that, mate? We, we went to Asda. One night, your brother and I went to Asda after we'd finished work, and we went up there and got like a 50p chicken. I think, but I think you're right. I think one thing I've learned is you, you know, like if you eat after a certain time, you, if you eat too late, it affects your sleep, and it really, you know, like you don't digest it properly, mm. and you, you end up eating junk food. At, uh, late time so i think you're right the relationship with food is is paramount because it's still do it as well now is i just get a load of rubbish you know you go and get a load of chocolate or something like that and for me i could never just have like you know like a little tub of Jer- ben and jerry's if i started it i'd finish it yeah same i you know, like if you go and get like a share bag of sweets, oh, I won't not... say any brand names because they're not sponsoring. Well, no, but, say them. Um, say them. We might they get might. sponsored. <laughs> not that we want them to. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if, exactly. a de- if a delivery of fruit pastels turned up outside the studio, I would be screwed right now. Yeah, the wedding uh, dinner sponsored I, I by Starburst. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only thing that would make me consider accepting it is if they delivered it in a huge vat and I could dive into them. Um, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. You were saying they just Sorry. got a permanent marker calorie free on the front of it. Fine. It says calorie free. Yeah, just a sticker. Sorry, yeah. Mikey. Carry on, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I my relationship is I. I think it's one thing as well, like calories now are on um, packaging. Yeah. But if I went and bought like a four pack of Mars bars, I'd probably eat four. That's really and interesting. That's exactly what I would have been doing uh, I have years ago. I have to be honest, it still happens with me now. Does it? Yes. Yeah, so- and me. I, I right. can't. I can't, I can't oh, that's good to hear, though. I can't Old do eight it. stone wonder over here, <laughs> over there. <laughs> you know, it still happens to him. So my, me, me, my wife and I, if if we, she'll go. I, I'm going to get some chocolate, and I'm like, okay. So I thought to myself the other day, I have popcorn. Surely popcorn's got to be much better for you. And she came back with a big bag of sweet and salted. And I was like, I'll just put a few handfuls in. Next thing I know, both bags gone. Just with you? or Just me. Oh, okay. Just me. Saturday, two great big bags of popcorn. And I'm like, this is an issue. This is where the issue is. Because mm. if you did the same, the same with the Ben and Jerry's, put that in front of me, that's gone. Bosh. I mean, I mean, yeah. three minutes, world record, gone. You could always yes. suggest that you would don't bite. Yes, <laughs> see, this is absolutely <laughs> me. the right, the yeah, right don't idea. Don't bite it. Don't do um, it. You're correct. Um, I think <laughs> it's the end. Can't, you can't. Uh, yeah, well it's done. The thing, thing I've noticed about supermarkets: you walk into a supermarket and you are immediately confronted with the rubbish. 
Now, with most supermarkets, all of the stuff that's good for you is all around the outside. You get the little fish markets, you get your fresh bread, you get the, the, the butchers, and that, that's real food. Mm. All the stuff in the middle... Is is the rubbish? Yeah. yeah. And if anything's got a and at the, at the tills as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've actually changed it now. I think it's Tesco's have changed where they actually put all their, you know, confectionery and sugary shit. They don't put it near the front. They don't put it near the tills. So no, much no, anymore. they have stopped doing which that. Which is good, you know. And again, maybe this, it up, wouldn't this it? is a national thing that needs to be addressed yes. as well. I actually have roots. This sound really makes me sound really mad. So it's great that you're here, Lawrence. Actually, because when I, I mean, and historically, I would go in and I'd have my go-to's, um, and I'd go and get, you know, I don't know, a packet of Jaffa cakes, two sandwiches, two packets of crisps. Uh, as I know, Liam and I we discussed yep. before. You know, particularly if I'm on the way to a gig yep. or coming home late at night. You know, and I have my routine. So I'm like almost down that aisle, grab those, grab those, grab those. Now along this aisle, grab those, grab those, and leave and consume and enjoy and then feel guilty. Uh, but now in my local, uh, my local shop, I have literally, I literally avoid, and that's how I started anyway. I completely avoided those aisles, you know, and I purposely yeah. moved away. And I, I said um, uh, in the podcast that we recorded last week that just before uh, arriving at the studio, I'd popped into the, the Tesco's down the road and I, I, I must look mad just standing at the, you know, at the, um, what do they call it, thing, the foods, are, the, the shelves, looking. But like looking and in my head, there's an inner monologue saying, you don't need this, you don't want this, this yeah. is a healthier option. And it's like my brain going, you can do this. And, it, you know, and that, 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 that voice, if you like, is, is far stronger than it has been in the past, but I still have my moments. I'll, I'll give you a piece of advice here. Find yourself a friendly 90-year-old and take them food shopping. And if they don't buy it, you don't buy it. One, okay. because they wouldn't be 90 if they were eating rubbish. No, that's true. And two, if they would have lived through the war, they know how to thrive on a budget. Eat frugally. Yeah. Eat, if there's any secret at all, yeah. is eat real food. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, yeah. that's what I've learned yeah, now. absolutely. That is learning it, isn't it? And, you know, I have my go-tos now, as opposed to packets of crisps, blah, blah, blah. You know, I have, within the Slimming World, sin thing. There yes. are packets of crisps that I don't mind having because they're low in sin value. So I will enjoy one a packet of those, and it's the satisfaction crunch apples are my go-to i you know i love fruit i've always loved fruit so i will buy a pack of apples and not necessarily eat the whole thing but it's there you know it's better celery celery just sticks of celery like a rabbit (laughs) and just sit there just chomping through celery (laughs) but it's good that we've got our go-tos now and and i mean mike i I don't know about you mikey but you're what you've been um describing when you were at the supermarket is very similar to where i was as well so yeah, and you're still doing it now, which I think is, is I, fascinating. Yeah, I still do. No, I, I no, I still. I mean, like I was in, I was away from work last week and I had a day off, and I was like, do you know what, sod it. I'm just gonna. I had a a day where I went nuts, but whereas now it might be like a day once a month, yeah, or if that, yeah, it, it used to be like five days a week or something like that, yeah. But now I can, like you, I can go to a supermarket. And I still do it. I go to the sweet aisle and I'll stare at like a bag of Maltesers and it says, uh, you know, 100 grams is 500 calories. Yeah. And you use that information to almost turn you off of it. Do you know what? I cannot be bothered. Yeah. With the feeling you're going to get Because, you know, like losing weight is, at the end of the day, it's mathematics, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So about one bag of Maltesers is a a mile and a half walk. Is what? Is a mile and a half of walking. Yeah. Just for one bag of Maltesers. Well, when you put it like that, isn't it? That's that's what I do. Whenever you can't I, it's interesting. Go on, Lawrence. Sorry, mate. It's in, 
I was just going to say, like, it's, it's interesting hearing your experience of, like, going around the supermarket because I was kind of thinking, like, it's almost like you you identified this autopilot behaviour. Yeah, so loads of what we do, we do it on autopilot, which is really great in many ways. It's like the way that we can, you know, talk while we're driving and we can multitask and all of that sort of thing. But sometimes some of our autopilot behaviours kind of get us into patterns that kind of keep us in a place where we don't really want to be mm. and a lot of when I'm working with people it's just helping them to become a bit more mindful of that and sort, yeah. of, sort of be able to catch themselves and think oh I'm doing that autopilot thing it. where I'm yeah. about to reach for the bag of whatever and then be able to stop well, and that's be like I'm just going to stand route. here and that, that's why I changed the route because I just thought if I yeah. if I keep on going the same way I'm always going to pick up the same shit yeah. you change your environment exactly. yeah. to change your behavior yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and it's, still and it's also about like go on mate sorry being Thomas. able to to kind of I sort of think of it like surfing, like riding the waves of the um, the temptations. So mm. sort of being able to like oh, okay, like I could I could see that urge to reach for whatever, but I'm gonna like just this time just let it pass and then, then let it go. Yeah, and that that actually, yeah. I mean, that has been a real thing for me is is acknowledging that as a success. Great, I went into Sainsbury's didn't buy a, a box of Ben and & Jerry's and consume a lot. Yeah. You know, certainly starting out. Yeah, that really works. Yeah. I think, uh, yes, the, my, my problem is, though, is when I do fall off the wagon, I fall off the wagon incredibly hard, and then I spend um, the next however long booting myself in the face for <laughs> falling off the wagon. So I'll then go, I'll then go to the gym and work harder for the next couple of days. And I've, not so much now, but I used to. I'd then work hard for that couple of days, that five days period maybe. Mm. And then I'd get to the Friday and go, well, I've just done five days work. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall off the wagon hard tonight, <laughs> forgetting that the reason I did that yeah, five days hard work was to reset. Yeah, I, I think we treat more. it as a reward, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah, definitely treat it as a reward. And treat the gym as a reward, not the food. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've tried to do. I've bought new clothes as my reward, you know, an expensive reward, but being able to go and buy, you know, like size 34 jeans or something, something I've not done probably since I was... That's what dreams are made of. Probably yeah. about 12 Jeans's or something made. like that. <laughs> Sorry, we're not laughing um, at you, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um, and it's, like I say, it's an expensive reward, but I tried to stop using food as a reward. You know, I think that's, I think that's part of the problem, and like, especially in my line of work. But people go for a drink after work, yeah. And alcohol leads to eating rubbish food the day after as well. Yeah, you're hungover, so you go and get a McDonald's or a KFC, and yeah, that's a massive part of the problem. Or it's for the me. kebab on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, I'm drunk because it's what a friend of mine said to me. Demolish two bags of crisps and four chocolate bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what, Mikey, what, what is it you do, mate? Just tell us a little bit about your, your job. So I work in television as a, like, in freelance sporting events. So I I bump into a lot of the same people. And it's, I see a lot of the same issues. So, so, so many people go for a drink after work. Yeah. And we live in a very sedentary environment. You know, you're working on live broadcasts, sporting, and you can't move really no. for 12 hours. And you're sh- and you know, you've you got to stick to, to a it, schedule as well, haven't you? You know, you're, exactly, yeah, where you've also, got to be is very defined in time. Yeah, and also at these events, you know, they've got little bowls of sweets by the kettles or biscuits. Or yeah. There's only one thing that I work on where they're really mindful of it. 
um, out in Australia. You go there and they've got fruit. They haven't got sweets right. and biscuits. That's interesting because that's been it's my really refreshing. that's been my thing with my work. They do yeah. a, they do something called break for cake, and it's a really lovely gesture. It's a really lovely idea, and for most people, I guess the idea of having a cake is not going to lead them to spiral out of control. And I almost <laughs> feel like if I have that cake, I'm going to want more of the cake. And so I've I've yeah. said, look, look I, I, and this is why it's been really beneficial. Actually, verbalizing a lot of my journey. I, you know, I will tell people I'm really struggling at the minute with my food. I'd rather not. Let, when we have a meeting, let's not have a packet of biscuits on the table, if you don't mind. I mean, if you want to have biscuits, feel free, but please keep them away from me and yeah. don't let me have them. See, um, I yeah. also think that- I said that to my wife. Oh, really? At the start, yeah. Like I would say, you know, like because she would have like some chocolates and she doesn't go nuts on them, but I will. Yeah. And I said, you know, I say before she opens pack, like don't let me have any, or yeah. I, I don't want any. I'm fine. And yeah. I think. It's that accountability. Yeah, but it's also putting that idea in your head, first of all, I don't want any, rather than keeping it silent and you dealing with that within your head. You know, where you're like... Say it out loud, even to yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think it was the same... I do that in supermarket. I don't need that bag of waters. (laughs) Is that the real reason you've moved to a different country because people think you're that mad guy that walks around Sainsbury saying, I don't want that, I don't want that? Is that, is that the real reason? So I just do it in the supermarkets out here now. Yeah. As soon you'll move from Portugal to somewhere else. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I have to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. get moved on. Sorry, it was, on, it's the same with the weddings as well, though. If you yeah. think about the weddings, and I'm gigs. sure that I'm sure that Adam will silently nod at this. Is um, the you know you've got the buffet there, which is always beige and let's be honest, frankly, rubbish food. Um, not rubbish in quality, but in quality, if that makes sense. Nutritional it's all, rubbish. It's, yeah, it's, it's naff. Um, and then there's always a sweet cart as well that they happen to position really close to you where you're <laughs> setting up and standing and maybe DJing. So you're just dipping in. Yeah. You're not even thinking about it. You're dipping in. And next thing you know, you've eaten six bags of cola cubes and you're not, you've got no idea where this is. Um, you know, so I've, I found that doing that was was uh, was really hard. What did you What did you do to remedy that? Stopped though? eating. I, I got I got so self confident about what I looked like that I stopped eating. So I'd only eat on the journey up or on the way back. Um, but the boys, those, the boys would moments... always offer to get me a plate, and I'd be like, no, no, really? not interested. Uh, very what, rarely. I just started taking stuff with me to gigs. So that yeah. I, I didn't. I mean, and there was still the occasional. Ooh, that that volivant looks quite tasty. Said, right. said no one ever. No, I um, got to the point where I didn't. I didn't eat. Really, didn't eat in front really? of people. Right. Yeah, I would. I would. You know, See, that's bad as well, though, yeah, isn't it's it? Mad, it's mental. Mm. Um, but the other thing I found that was, and this goes back to the drinking side of it. Yeah, is that, and this, I don't know if you were the same or not, but I know that I definitely was because of how much, especially in the last two years, we'd been working. I very rarely went out and had a drink. So very, you know, alcohol was not a big part. Of my life, yeah. except for when I had that weekend off and I could, I would go out and I would hit, I would hit a bar hard, um, and I mean, you know, it would. You're talking twelve, thirteen pints, and then, mm. you know, uh, vodka rebels and whatever else yeah. on top, yeah. um, which is also Bad. awful, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, of course, but then, but then you go. Well, I haven't, I haven't drunk for three months, so it's not going to affect me. It's the me same in the as the food thing, though, yeah. isn't it? I've done all this work at the gym. I can now have you know a thousand Mars bars and you know, <laughs> a vat of fruit pastels. <laughs> yep. um, that's interesting. And um, Lawrence, I just, I mean, I want to go back to something that Mikey said with regards to, you know, and and something that you know I've done previously. I'm, I don't know whether and Liam has said about as well. And I don't know about you, Mike, but the whole thing about. You know, when why is it that we can't just say, right, I've had a Mars bar, there's three left, 
let's put them away for another day. What do you, is there? Is there something common between the the the, yeah, the it's, four it's addictive. of us? Mm. I mean, just the, yeah. sugar, the, well, the sugar, yeah, the sugar it. in it activates. Like um, yes, sugar isn't it? Ex- is it activates yeah, your dopamine like, receptors. You have one, and then you want more. Mm, like yeah. that, your your brain is doing exactly what it evolved to do, really. Um, so you know, our brains, if they detect that we can find something that's high in calories, we're going to just want to eat. We're going to eat. Want to eat more of it. Mm. And, See, there's nothing. Um, and I think it's important no. to say that, like a lot of these foods, like Mars bars, they're designed. They're delicious and they're designed so that we eat more of them. Yeah. You know, like Pringles knew that with uh, once you what's pop, the slogan? Like once you pop, you can't you, stop. You can't yeah. stop. Can't yeah, stop. The crack so I think it's just a really there, normal like experience yeah, where, okay. where like we can't we can't stop when we start. Because of that. Like issue. maybe there's some variance in terms of some people might reach a point where they feel kind of uh, satiated or um kind of it's just easier for them to kind of resist the urge to to eat more but i think maybe that just sort of varies between different people but i think yeah i think like it's important to point out that like for everyone this this kind these kind of foods are moorish because Mm. that's what they're designed to like to design to do yeah yeah and by sugar's a drug i think as well isn't it that's what i learned Yeah. yeah Is that the dopamine thing you were saying? Yeah, Mike? but so you, again, if you've got high insulin, then one of the things that ha- doesn't happen is your dopamine receptors don't get cleared. So you eat one, and your body says, "Yeah, yeah, you can you can have another one of those." It's still pleasurable. Whereas yeah. if, if everything was working properly, the pleasure is supposed to go away with the more you eat. How do we reset that then? And it is it is difficult what not eating Mars bars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no natural food stuff on the planet that is both sweet and poisonous. So, you know, again, it goes back to our ancestors. The good Lord in his wisdom made sugar very hard to get, but man made it easy, and we're not primed to eat all of this stuff. But it's not... I mean, it isn't just the case of... I mean, it's going to be very hard for some people to just go, well, I will never buy... I don't know why we're picking on Mars bars, but, you know, we'll never buy this (laughs) again. They're not going to sponsor us. Because they won't sponsor you. (laughs) Not now. Yeah. Not even the fun size ones. Sorry, Um, Mars. But, like... We, I don't, I don't. I, I mean, from my my perspective, I, I can't see anybody just being able to switch off altogether very easily. Some no, people it, might it, find it, that it's, easier. It's a really so difficult. Let's imagine that you've got somebody that you're working with. They find that really tricky. Are there any small baby steps that they could, you know, t- like take? Let's say that, that you have a Mars bar every day with their lunch. You know, maybe that's the first thing. Don't have a Mars bar every day with your lunch. You know, maybe have it once a week. Yeah, have, but, yeah. You've got to gradually space it out. I mean, you, you all crash if you try and give and, things and up start like, slow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not just a case mm. of switching off, is it? I mean, it's I, be a... When I was doing my diet, I went from a 4,000-calorie-a-day diet to a 2,000-calorie-a-day diet, and I did it over the, over the weekend. Yeah. And that was the hardest thing I've how, ever done. How have you, it was hell. How have you mm. lost... I mean, because you've lost a lot of weight. What, I mean, mm. is it? what have you done whilst working with your PT... Uh, to lose that weight, is it weights? Is it mostly cardio? Is it? Is there a particular exercise? It, there's, a, there's a bit of everything. I mean, uh, cycling is great, but it does nothing to help bone growth because it's, it's it supports your weight. So I've done cycling, walking, a little bit of jogging. First of all, when I was working with my PT, it was a lot of circuit work, which helps really to you know get things burning off. She loves that because it she kills does. me. Yeah. And then when <laughs> I got to the end of the weight loss stage and wanted to put back muscle, then that's when we started on the Heavier on the weight, weights a bit more. Yeah. And okay. Up to my Calories, but yeah, I used to eat four thousand calories a day, and I'd still be starving. Yeah, now right. I eat two thousand calories a day, and I'm You're happy I, I'm, I'm never never hungry. Yeah, okay. And and uh, Mikey, you you sort of what was your regimen, if you like? Because cycling's on the agenda for you as well. Going to the gym, were you focusing in a particular area? 
Um, no, well, I mean, cycling's only really been the last year. And I'll go to that in a minute. But um, when I started, yeah, it was the gym. And then I, I didn't really have like a regimen. I think mine was more uh, focused on my diet. Did you have any guidance and when you were in the gym? Or were you just in there like looking at the machines like, uh, I'll start there? Well, I, uh, <laughs> when I signed up, I, someone gave me, uh, you know, like a, a routine. An so I went right. there and I did that. But then I was only at the gym for about a month or two because then I was going back to Brazil. So my routine really was the stairs in my Right. Oh, you did really well then to, the to maintain that. You did so well to maintain that because normally any sort of um, interruption to your, you know, your routine, if you're trying to lose weight, that, that's usually the thing that stopped me. When, when we started the first lockdown, I was determined to not let it impact on my weight. I didn't want to gain any weight. Um, right. and, and at first, in the first couple of weeks when nobody really knew what was allowed, what was happening, I had no PT sessions. And I, I suddenly thought to myself, this is going to, you know, I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to come so used to not doing, you know, this, that I'll just be like, well, I'm all right. You know, I could just, I could do it myself. And then that motivation will go. So religiously, I've stuck to it throughout every single Good. week, yes. you know, and every week I have a oh, virtual... That's amazing. That's it's so important. Yeah. And, and I was, you know, one of the only few people returning to, when we were allowed back in our Slimming World group, I was one of the only people that had maintained a loss. And I had, in fact, lost yeah. on the weight that I'd left that That's group the with. really, really difficult so, part. I mean, because it's... Uh, yeah. The laws of diminishing returns yeah. happens very quickly in, yeah. in the weight loss. I mean, for the first three months when you've got, you know, if, especially if you've got on to any kind of low carb, you're going to lose load of glycogen you're going to lose a lot of water you're going to lose muscle as well and if you're lucky you're going to lose a bit of fat but after about three months that begins to slow down so yeah. you're having to put yeah, in more effort for yeah. less results yeah. and that's when most people give up and it's so complex isn't yeah it, as well yeah i mean i did the opposite to you in lockdown um in lo- i mean i was working from home so the yeah. only exercise i really got was walking up and down the stairs because yeah. i was going from chair in the office to chair in the living room well that's what lawrence was saying is it the environment that you're in isn't it yeah you know, and, and you i can't just do much about that and you know three months undid two years of work yeah um but and you know you could argue that you know nobody has brought this upon us you know so you know you, i don't think you should beat yourself up about it i'm, I'm not beating myself up but there's Good. this goes back to the different points of view and different way people think because you went the route of i'm not gonna let this happen yeah whereas i didn't i didn't think to myself i'm gonna let this happen yeah just happened but I didn't, you didn't have that I didn't first. Think about it yeah. Yeah. so i didn't think about it i didn't think about the fact that because i'm not going to the gym three four times a week i'm not getting that so if i'm eating this bit of crap then it it's going to get burnt off by doing this yeah. because i wasn't doing well, this you've lost the habit haven't you exactly it so it becomes a new habit you know itself. and then the next thing i know is um once lockdown ended and i was able to go and put normal clothes back on that was that was <laughs> that was the one it was uh lockdown finished you i should I, probably explain what clothes you were wearing I was at home joggers and <laughs> oh, okay. joggers and oversized t-shirts because right, i'm comfortable comfy yeah because yeah, i didn't have to yeah. go anywhere well michelle who was on um our podcast a few weeks back she she um she's in the same slimming world group as me and she was saying exactly the same her her job changed from being in the office in london and you know working amongst lots of different people being very active obviously the journey up there i think she might have said that she had some exercise routine on the way home and suddenly she was living her life at home work and social and you know and, and she really struggled and i you know the 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 physical health and the mental health um you know, difficulties that a lot of people must be facing right now are, are absolutely huge. Astronomical. Absolutely huge. Mm. Especially they? when they've got, uh, you know, they've got free access to fast food and they've got no access to oh, gyms and leisure oh, centres. Yeah. Well, food you can get, yeah, like deliveries and more, food yeah. deliveries more than ever, aren't they? It's, yeah. We're in a point where we've never been, it's completely unprecedented. Yeah. 
I think, yeah, and Lawrence, I mean, uh, for, for you, do you find now because um, because of the sort of the COVID situation, the NHS is under so much stress with that, is that really, is that really impacting the level of work that you're able to do at the moment? Um, what, in terms of, in terms of like what interventions we can do or yeah. the demand that we're seeing? Well, a bit of both, really. Yeah, are you, exactly, are you yeah, seeing more people coming, through, coming your door? through your doors? And are you able to help them the same way you would have been helping them six months ago before the first lockdown uh, ensued? Yeah, um, yeah the, the demand has started to really increase. Um, we're seeing a lot more people struggling with their mental health. Um, and then I suppose in terms of like the opportunities for them to make differences, yeah, that, that's been quite huge. Like... Um, some people I'm working with, things like um, sports and team sports and going to the gym, that was like a really important part of their kind of self-care and maintaining their well-being. And then with the second lockdown, suddenly that's disappeared and we're having to really rethink what do they enjoy and, and what can they do that kind of keeps them active and, and keeps their physical and, and mental well-being well, I've got a question, Lawrence, with regards to... Because historically, I spoke to my doctor, um, just basically went to him and said, look, I've tried everything, I'm just not able to sustain losing any weight. And he was very, very, very good, and he suggested um, a sort of county initiative, um, which was seeing a nutritionist, a therapist, and also access to a, you know some fitness classes. But is there anything out there that people may not be aware of? Are there any, like what, what would the NHS, cause I, I, I know, does it vary from, um, from place to place where people live? Um, like, is there anything out there that people can access that maybe they're not aware of? Like, is there free access to nutritionists, counselors, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that happened for me where I lived at the time, but when I moved, it actually wasn't accessible mm. in where I'd moved to. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a really, really good point. I mean, say for, if, if you've got a diagnosis like diabetes, We've lost Lawrence a little bit. Are you still so there, For example, mate? you've got access to as specialist, specialist nurses, a specialist dietitians, yeah. and then people that are still struggling. They can they can have sessions with me. Um, but yeah, the, I think for a lot of people where they're trying to lose weight, it they don't have that kind of free access to dietitians that might be able to mm. just help them identify mm. what is healthy and what. Well, it's that unhealthy. educational value again, isn't it? Like you yeah. know, when I went yeah. to my dietitian or the nutritionist. You know, and she was showing me books, which was essentially this book was uh, a whole load of pictures of plates with acceptable portions of these food types. You know, this book mm. was massive and it made me realise that actually, wow, that somebody somewhere has printed this book because obviously this is a massive issue that people don't know that having a massive plate full of pasta, probably not a good <laughs> show. Probably not a good show. Yeah. <laughs> as upsetting as that is. Because it is delicious. Um, if pasta you know. can sponsor us, please, that'd be wonderful as well. Yeah. There's a lot of misinformation out there, I think. Sorry, Lawrence. Yeah, I'm always led to believe that pasta's healthy. Yeah. You know, you read about sports people loading up on pasta before an event you know playing football or whatever yeah. we're led to believe that it's part of a healthy diet i love pasta but, i mean i mean on the slimming thing, it's sin free I, I but don't, for those people that are loading up before they go out they're the sport, using all they're those they're then gonna go and run yeah, 26 exactly. miles yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah. we associate um, this healthy diet but we don't do the uh, healthy part of <laughs> 
Yeah, that will give me energy. It's, it's the same yeah. as sports drinks. Sports drinks, unfortunately, seem to be generally consumed by people that don't take part in yeah. any sport. Yeah, you see, if, you, kids, go, if you, you go out for a 50 mile bike ride, and if you have a can of Monster or whatever it's called, that's yeah. reasonably harmless because yeah. you're filling up your glycogen stores. It's, yeah. it's yeah, independent you need, yeah. of insulin. You're making use of what you're it provides. You're making use of it, yeah. And that's what Liam said in your podcast a few weeks back. You're like, oh, you know, I can't function without Red Bull. Really? You're doing well with that <laughs> bottle of uh, Buxton at the moment. I, I've got to say. <laughs> I had a zero calorie Red Bull on the way up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> Not just lie. hook me up to it, baby. We're, we're uh, you know, we're being. A... But my intake has gone down a lot. When I had the pub, yeah. um, and we used to have Red Bull on the gun, I could drink four or five pints of that a night. Wow. Yeah. One of the worst things on that, because I used to be hooked on that stuff, is over a period of time, your gums become less sensitive. And I used to go to the, to the dentist and he used to, you know, pump me full of whatever it was. Anesthetic. To, yeah, a, anesthetic. And that doesn't work. Wow. That's one of the, that's what it will do to you over, over a period of time. Are you happy you're not, now, You're Liam? not here to scare me. <laughs> I mean, at least, I mean, you'll have, you'll have teeth like a witch doctor's necklace anyway, but at least you won't be able to feel that somebody's taking a tooth out, you know. <laughs> I suppose in some respects, I mean, let's try and see the positives here. He's doing the NHS a favour because he needs less anaesthetics. Exactly. <laughs> and There's so, more yeah. left for people that really exactly. need it. You're so... <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and actually, I, I don't know how... I mean, I presume, Lawrence, you know, working in the, in the NHS at the moment is, um, well, dare I say, challenging, and that, that doesn't even do it justice. So, um, and I don't know, you know... I don't know how, how your role within it has been impacted by COVID and everything that's happening, but I think it's fair to say at this moment, you know, as uh, as a representative for somebody who works at the NHS, thanks. Yes. Uh, big yes, thanks, definitely. you know. Um, so pass that on, you know, uh, I think... Um, yes, Mister. if you could tell Mr. NHS that for us, that would be great. <laughs> and let him know that we are open for sponsorship. <laughs> no, they've got enough issues, mate. They don't want us on board as well. Matt Hancock. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I think Lawrence <laughs> may not on. want to hear that word um, or that name. Anyway, um, I, I think it would be really good at this point if um, if Liam is uh, agreeable to have a bit of music. Uh, would that work for you, Liam? I am agreeable. And this week, uh, rather than me just springing it upon you, going, you're going to do a song now, and you've been like, oh. Yeah, deer in the headlights. Yeah. Um, Who would have thought I was a performer? What are you going to sing for us this week? Um, I am going to do a song by Delamitri. Ah, is Good. it Roll Over Me? It's not. Ah. Oh, it's nothing it ever happens. I'll still enjoy it, but that's well, the only one I know by Delamitri, actually. But just not as much. You need to listen to more Delamitri. It'll be fake happy that you're looking at. <laughs> so, oh, oh, nice. Hey, I'll just go, st- I'll go and stand outside. So, yeah, at this point, we're going to have uh, Liam's going to play. What's the name of the song, mate? Um, I, nothing ever happens. Nothing we, ever I did happened. that already. Did you say that already? Yeah, I didn't. Hear Cheers you. for listening. Man. I was I was Thanks laughing at my own stupid <laughs> joke. Okay, well, um, we're going to have "Nothing Ever Happens" by Delamitri, played by Liam Jackson. Post office clerks put up signs, same position closed. Secretaries turn off typewriters and put on their coats Janitors padlock the gates for security guards to patrol And bachelors phone up their friends for a drink While the married ones turn on a chat show And they'll all be lonely tonight, lonely tomorrow Gentlemen, time please, you know we can't serve anymore 
Now the traffic lights change to stop when there's nothing to go. And by five o'clock everything's dead And every third car is a cab And ignorant people they sleep in their beds Like the dog white mice in a college lab And nothing ever happens Nothing happens at all The needle returns to the start of the song And we all And we'll all be lonely tonight and lonely tomorrow. Telephone exchanges click while there's nobody there. And Martians could land in the car park and no one would care. And closed-circuit cameras in department stores shoot the same movie every day. And the stars of these films neither die nor get killed, just survive constant action replay. And nothing ever happens, nothing happens at all. The needle returns to the start of the song and we all sing along like before. And we'll all be lonely tonight. And only tomorrow Advertise products that nobody needs While angry from Manchester Rides to complain about all the repeats on TV And computer terminals report some gains On the values of copper and tin While American businessmen snap up Van Gogh's For the price of a hospital wing And nothing ever happens Nothing happens at all And the needle returns to the start of the song And we all sing along like before And nothing ever happens Nothing happens at all They'll burn down the synagogues at six o'clock And we'll all go along like before And we'll all be lonely tonight And lonely tomorrow Woo! Yes! The wonderful Liam Jackson Thank you very much And you were prepared this time How did it feel actually not being put on the spot And being able to prep something Was that nice? Um, Made a nice change? It was was decent Decent I'm not going to lie Well you're welcome (laughs) Thank you for preparing (laughs) me Texting you in advance Can you do a song for us as well? No that's great Thank you mate Really appreciate it And um, I bet you can't wait to get back to doing some sort of gigs Whenever we're out to We managed to do one actual band gig Before 
uh, everything went down again. And it was the greatest afternoon of my life. You really enjoyed it. I saw the photos. You guys were just we, full of it, we, we went, it was, and it was a really small audience because of like social distancing and the, the pub were really hot on it and the audience were really, but they were still stood up and dancing in their relative, in their bubbles. Um, and you'd have thought that we were playing to 10,000 people. <laughs> we absolutely went hell for leather. Uh, good. Uh, and it was so much fun. Yeah, we can't wait to get back going. I know that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm itching me, to get going. Yeah. It's killing me. Um, thank you very much, though, Mike, uh, Mike. Liam, thank you ever so much. And, and um, the reason I said Mike is because we're sort of heading to you now, Mike. So, um, Mike, you, you've spoken very knowledgeably and, and obviously you've transformed yourself from the from you know the point of view of not only have you lost weight now, you're... Your career direction is now one where you are helping other people to sort of have that journey you've had as well. Um, so, like fundamentally, like for you, what what's the best way for somebody in the position that you might have been in originally? What's the best way for them to get going? Well, I, I think walking. Yeah, that, that is just just one of the healthiest things you can healthiest things you can do. A lot of people, if you're massively overweight, then running. When you're running, you're putting like three times your body weight on your foot. That might not be the best thing, but good old walking, gardening, getting active. But first and foremost, it's the uh, you know it, it's the diet. You've got to make some inroads into your diet. Yeah, and that's why I get so angry. I'm because of my because I'm a personal trainer. My Facebook timeline is always full up with these adverts from other personal trainers. You know, saying no dietary requirements. I'm going to give you the body of your dreams. And I mean, Facebook actually turned down my ad. I put an ad on Facebook. Those photos that I sent you, the before and after photos, yeah. they turned down my ad because they said it was unrealistic expectations. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, I didn't know whether to be insulted. Is that because you look so different? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Sorry. they turned me. Well, no, I'd be, I I, that's a compliment. Surely, in a way, that is it's... absolutely yeah. But that's shocking to turn around to someone and go, "Oh, this is un that's unrealistic." Well, actually, that's mate, this, business. Is, this yeah. is really yeah. real. I thought this is me. I said to them, "This is me." Yeah, and I said, "No, I'm so sorry." Yeah, and was this a personal, just some random algorithm? Yeah, the, when I had it reviewed, it, the, the, the answer looked like it was wow. a, some kind wow, of humanoid. humanoid. It's difficult to say. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, listen, uh, you know, it isn't impossible. You are walking mm. living proof of that. And uh, yeah. you're fantastic, mate. You've done such an incredible... Thank, thank you very much. Uh, actually, because your photo is up at the clinic that I go to, the, the fitness clinic in Great Yes, Zins, yes. And it's on the wall, the of, wall fame. of fame. A bit disappointed that I'm not there yet, but... Um, you will be. I will be. You will um, be, though. I should be, you, you know, because I'm, I'm one of the only people that has actually... Uh, knocked Elliot down onto the floor when, when boxing with him. So oh, I think it should be on that wall for him. Every <laughs> podcast he mentions this. I have to say it. <laughs> every podcast. Um, thank you, Mike. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate you've, you've come on. And, well, the and, only and other thing I wanted to mention is I get a lot of people coming to me, you know, w w wanting to lose weight, and they think that the answer lies at the bottom of a bottle. Mm. They've seen something on the internet. They've seen an advertisement, the lady at the health food store, this pill, that pill, none of it. Really, none of it works. It's got to start with that basic. Yeah. If you're sedentary, there's no pill, there is no cure for obesity because it's a multifactorial problem, as, a, as, as Lawrence says. Yeah. Anything that's advertised as any kind of fat burner is only going to have a very, very mild effect if you're already active, and yeah. if you're not active, it will do nothing. And anything that works for people that want to go online and buy you know, compounds like clenbuterol, yes, it will work, but it will probably kill you. 
So please, please, the money that you spend at the health food store is just gonna it's gonna give you expensive urine. I'm afraid that that is about all, all it will do. <laughs> It'll be pounds out of your wallet, not pounds off your belly. Well, that's that's a top tip. So and Holland it, and Barrett's are not going to sponsor us now. No, either. definitely not. That's a shame. That's a shame. Well, they were on the list. Sponsorships left, right, and centre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mars and Holland and Barrett, <laughs> probably owned by the same company. Shocking. Yeah. Um, fundamentally, then, it's about getting moving, changing your diet. You know, and small baby steps. Don't do anything it is. too it's not, extravagant. I don't know whether anybody else has found the same, but it's not like some beautiful curve lo- yeah. losing weight. No, it's more like not. a set of stairs, yeah. isn't it? You're going along the plateau and all of a sudden your body doesn't want you to lose fat. There's no evolutionary advantage in for you losing fat. So your body makes it difficult for yeah. you to do so. But yeah. exercise, diet... Slow and steady. Does eat win real the food. Did I say that before? Eat you, real yeah, food. Definitely. That's it in three words. Eat real food. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Mike. Um, and sort of moving over to you, Mikey, as well. Like, how do you... Because both Mike and Mikey, you've had huge successes. I, I, I guess, really, for you, Mike, you know, you've got to maintain that success because it's part of your business now. You I know, have to look my part, you have which to look helps. Part. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But for you, Mikey, obviously, uh, you know, old habits die hard. And, and, you know, how are you intending to maintain it? I, I will continue monitoring everything. I eat and drink. Um, I use I uh, there's an app called My Fitness Pal, which I it's changed my life. Really, genuinely changed my life. Um, and the tracking, I mean, weight loss at its core is mathematics. If you eat more than you burn off, you're going to gain weight. So for me, I will continue tracking everything I eat and drink. Um, and obviously, that's where exercise comes in because you can burn the calories. Yeah, but now I, I do the exercise more to be healthy rather than trying to balance the weight. Yeah. And because I enjoy it now, um, years ago, I wouldn't have enjoyed going for a run. I still don't really enjoy running, but cycling I do. I think the key is just to find an activity you enjoy doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, do it because definitely. you enjoy it. You have to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, you won't do it. Yeah. yeah. It, and do it because you enjoy it. Don't do it because it's like your punishment. <laughs> for eating all those Mars bars or that Ben and Jerry's tub. That's what you were saying, Liam, wasn't it? it? Yeah, like you, you've had all those those two bags of popcorn and then you go yeah. to the gym to b- burn those off, yeah. yeah. And that's a really hard cycle to get out of. I'm still there. I've oh, done yeah, my training yeah. this morning and automatically in my head I'm like, well, I did all that training. I can buy a pack of Cadbury's fingers. and It you makes know. you hungry. That's one well, of the absolutely. downsides of it. Yeah. It yeah. makes you hungry. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm. That Thank was you, the Matt. habit I got out of. Yeah, what rewarding yourself for doing the exercise by eating more food? Yeah, or like and then having to do. I've, I've run for, I've gone for an hour's bike ride. Now I can go and eat six hundred calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work like no, that, sadly. No. No, definitely not. Okay, thank you, Mikey. I really appreciate that you've joined us uh, today from uh, Portugal. How is it out there? Is it nice out there? Nice weather? Getting a bit chilly. Bit, bit chilly. So, but no, it's still quite. It's still, you know, like uh, we're going to have twenty degrees later this week. So it. Not bad. Makes a difference. <laughs> Chilly. We don't to go out and exercise. <laughs> <laughs> mind it. Yeah, we're, we're at, uh, what's, what's it outside? Two, two three? Is that no. eight, I think it was. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Not well, it much. Felt, felt colder than that. Mm-hmm. So um, I really appreciate as well the offer, Mikey, uh, for bringing the weather thinners over to Portugal. You know, we'll, we'll be over in a flash. Game, we're going global. Yeah, why not, mate? And, uh, you know, we'll bring the studio to you one week. And maybe. it was really nice nice of you to offer for the uh, the hotel and, uh, yeah, the, bar, and the, flights. the bar, the bar tab. And, and yeah. the, the oh, va- well, anytime. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> vat of fruit pastels um and lawrence just um, just to finish off uh by chatting to you mate like 
we've kind of like Mike has mentioned the uh, the physical way to start. Mikey has sort of discussed the way to maintain. What with from a sort of mental health point of view, you know what what are the first steps? Like I know you've said it before. Like break them down for someone who might be listening to this at the end and might have skipped right at the end. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think if, if someone's struggling with like motivation and trying to decide if they want to go down this path of losing weight, I think it's just really important to like think about what your values are. So kind of you know what matters to you in the big picture. And, um, you know, what in your life right now gives you a sense of meaning or purpose and how would losing weight enable you to, uh, like fulfill that, that meaning and purpose a bit more. So, you know, it might be that you want to have more energy for your family or you want to have more energy to make a greater contribution to work. And then just sort of thinking, you know, is that value important enough for you to commit to the changes that, that will be difficult? You know, Mm -hmm. is it, is it important enough for you to commit to the hard work of, you know, changing your diet and doing more exercise and then just sort of thinking, well, okay, well, what, what are the actions that are going to move me towards, that goal that I think is really important and and what are the actions that might you know move me away from it and how can I just maximize my opportunities to to do the things that move me towards the things I care about yeah great and you I'm I'm sure you'd encourage the idea of just talking to people about any of these issues um, just purely from the point of view of feeling part of something like you said at the beginning you know you, you are part of the same group of people struggling yeah, or pulling the same direction. absolutely like when when we're struggling to like commit to something and maintain that motivation it's so important to just try and make ourselves a bit more you know, part of a team part of something bigger that we're all working towards and and also just sort of sharing our struggles and learning that you know we're not alone in them and that other people yeah kind of go through the same things as well that's great thank you ever so much Lawrence for joining us and and you know everybody that's uh, joined us today you know we would love to hear from you again Lawrence I, I know when I spoke to you on the phone originally you know there's the, the possibility you might come and revisit us and sort of discuss with another group of um, guests as well so it'd be cool to sort of catch up with you again in the studio um, and Liam you know Liam's come down and sung again for us mate and thank you ever so much for that what you know what what, what are you taking away from the chat today mate um, it's, it's, it's all I mean Every everyone I've listened to and the one I've taken uh, taken part from uh, taken part of taken part in? with in in there you go take, mate honestly it's 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 early what have you got um, in that water <laughs> not what I wish it was <laughs> um, yeah I think uh, you know it's it's remarkable how how much we all think the same or thought the same um, and now it's um, seeing people at their different stages is mm. really nice. Like yeah. you know, May May and uh, Mike have a very similar way of looking at things. Definitely, um, and not surprising. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, but then, but you, so you, you you always kind of have these two levels, don't you? So you've got the, the again. It was the May 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 last time, Mike, um, and now you, and and me and you sitting here where we're not quite at their no, level yet. We're in we're between, still, I think, both um, of these places, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, and and Mikey's Mikey's you know Mikey's there with them as well. Yeah, um, and then to have Lawrence come in and go, well, actually, this is you know it's it's, like, exactly. It's now making me think like you know I'm I'm going to go home and rethink a lot of how I've been approaching what I've been approaching maybe I can do a lot hopefully I can do a lot more than mate, I am doing at the moment that's, you know, is, that's great to hear mate and, you that's know, exactly the point of this so, I suppose so you know. yeah we are just trying to normalise the idea of just chatting because I yeah. really firmly believe and 
you know, it seems to be medically proven that it helps. So yeah, uh, absolutely. let's do it more. And um, particularly in a, in a time of well, global crisis and, and all the other crap that's going on, yeah, I think when actually... When people need to talk as, uh, more. more so than ever, mm. yeah. When yeah. the temptation is most certainly to, to regress, mm-hmm. you know, actually you should be trying to open up and... It's so easy to regress in this situation yeah. because you can't go anywhere. You no. can't do anything. It's easy to But we just are so lucky to be able to your... speak to people still. Like, yeah, when you compare absolutely. It, I was thinking, I was explain, um, explaining, I was con- comparing it to how life must have been in World War II. You know, and where you might have had relations who were the other side of the country and you couldn't contact them. No. You know, and we are fortunate, I think, to he have... He had to book a long-distance call, my mother used to tell really? me. Really? Or write, on a switch write like a, a letter. week ahead. Or write a letter. Yeah. You know, and wait however write. long. Write? I know. <laughs> what uh, wait, is writing? Letter. <laughs> and, and wait for that length, you know, that, that reply. But listen, you know, I really appreciate uh, everybody being involved um, with another podcast. Thank you all very much for turning up physically. Thank you. And like, you know, and like we always say, you know, if... Um, <laughs> If you're listening and if you think that uh, you've got a good story you'd like to share or if you if you know somebody that might be getting you know might be up for getting involved we'd love to hear from you um, we are available on Instagram so you can find us at the wedding thinners uh, Instagram but we're also on Facebook there as well and we have we've been so lucky to receive uh, such a, a multitude of fantastic messages of people saying oh this is right you know this is exactly what I need so um, so many messages coming in as well. So thank you very much for anybody that's supporting. And if you're downloading it, Wicked, thank you. Just share it because I really do think it's something that um, more and more people need to hear, just the message of chatting to each other. Uh, once again, Liam Jackson, thank you ever so much for joining us uh, today. Thank you. Well, can I come back? You can come back, yeah. I think yeah. he's allowed. Adam, is he allowed back? Uh, Bring him uh, He's nodding, he's nodding. Uh, thank you, Mike Bridgefield. Thanks for coming down, oh, dude. I'd love to come Mike, back in the summer. Of course, time. how can people get in touch with you if they want to regarding your, your I've got PT? a little, you can find me on Facebook and I've got a little uh, Facebook ad running. I've got an MB Fitness. MB or, Fitness. M- MB if Health and type, Fitness, I think that it is. They if can they type that in, Mike Bridgefield. That, know the name me. of your own business. <laughs> know the name of your own business. Okay, and Mikey, you know, obviously stay safe abroad, mate, and enjoy that 20 degree chilly weather over there and I'll um, give it Go, mate. I was so shout. close to pushing the hang-up button when he said 20 degrees. <laughs> and it's chilly, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so cold. Must um, put on a sweater. <laughs> but yeah, thank you ever so much, mate. And, you know, both Mike and Mikey, what an incredible journey and a job you've both done with your weight loss. So a uh, big well done as well, because like, that's oh, not, something that, not something that people often say. They go, oh, that's good. But yeah, yeah. I'm a, I can recognise, because I'm in the journey, how how hard you guys must have worked so um, yeah fair play and uh, it's inspiring for me to talk well, to you absolutely. as well I think yeah no definitely yeah, you're doing amazingly thank you mate yeah thank you and Lawrence um, I I know and I think we all uh, appreciate how hard everybody in the NHS is working at the moment so for you to uh, sacrifice some of your spare time uh, when you probably should you, you deserve a bit of a rest I really appreciate that we all do thank you yeah, ever so much thanks very and, much um, amazing oh, yeah. no, I appreciate being invited it's a, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be involved thank you thank and you we'll, we'll be along. chatting to you again down the line mate if that's cool and, uh, I hope so yeah. yeah and I should say at this point thank you to Helen Layton who put me in touch with you because you've been amazing mate thank you uh, to Helen and thanks Lawrence and and once again uh, we are recording at Beach Sound Studios thank you to Adam give him a round of applause <laughs> he sits there he listens he does all the stuff thank you very much Adam and uh, yeah don't forget Get to uh, tune in to uh, to the Wedding Thinners podcast. We're available on all of those podcast you places. Absolutely missed a trick. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. Oh, I should have done that. <laughs> but I think actually, with any luck, we might just play that at the end anyway. Um, it's actually podcast, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> thank you ever so much, ladies and gents. Wait, was it episode eight? Yeah. Episode eight, Finn. Thank you. The Wedding Thinners podcast. Listen to our podcast. The buffet's closed. We're smaller.